Welcome back to the Andrew Skiles Show. Today we have Natalie Van Gerpen here. She's an elementary education major. How's it going, Natalie? It's going good. How are you? Not too bad. Just another day on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's nice being here, by the way. Yeah, good to have you in here. So um, she's currently a junior at UNL. And what ri- what originally got you into teaching, want to go teaching? Um, well, I started out when I came to college as pre-nursing because I just wanted to be around kids, and that was, like, a great opportunity to. And I just kind of been around kids my whole life. I'm the oldest of nine. My youngest brother's three. I worked in a daycare all through high school. I nannied. So I wanted to be more involved with kids. And so I tried out a practicum at UNL, um, which is, like, a kind of a version of student teaching. Um, and ended up, like, really liking it. I was actually, like, pretty decent at it. So then I was, like... I think I'm going to do that. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, kind of going into the practicum, I don't really understand much about the practicum. Kind of what it sounded like. It was maybe like an internship you could kind of compare it to. Yeah. You want to maybe go into a little more detail about the practicum? Yeah. Or kind of, maybe kind of just let us know what it is? Yeah, yeah. So, basically, it's kind of like a mini version of student teaching. So, you, you know, you sign up for – so, the class schedule at Lincoln is kind of different when you're in the college – um, but you'd sign up for a practicum class and your teacher will like place you at a school and give you a grade and like a CT, which is like the teacher It's called a cooperating teacher, but it's like the teacher of like whatever grade level you're teaching at. So if I was second grade, like I'd work with a second grade teacher, which is a CT. Um, and then basically you just go in like on scheduled days. So like your for your second one, you do like Tuesdays and Thursday, like Tuesday, half day and Thursday, like a full day. And you just kind of like observe and like teach mini lessons and like kind of like just get an experience like what the classroom is like and like, you know, just learn a bunch of different things and things that you like to see that you want to see in your classroom and things you don't agree with, like stuff like that. Um, so it just like gives you more of like a hands-on feel of like what you want to do with your life and you can like actually like practice what you're doing rather than like just like learning about it in like a lecture classroom and then just like being thrown into it like four years later. Yeah. So it's just, it's pretty much just hands-on learning at exactly. that point. Um, exactly. Does it... So for you, are you going to be like a specific subject? Um, in elementary, that's typically not how it is. Like you teach your core subjects like math, you'll teach English, whole group reading, guided reading. Um, you teach, um, I know some classes or some schools will do like a switch where like one day they'll do science with one teacher. So they'll have like kids from other classrooms come in and they'll do science that day. And then some students will like do history or social studies. Um, so like it just kind of depends on the school for that. But typically... I've been in a lot of schools that, like, as one teacher teaches, like, all subjects, basically. Okay, so so you're, as you're going on at UNL, you're learning all about math, English, mm-hmm. history, science. Right, and so I kind of mentioned, like, the classes are set up, like, weird at Lincoln. Um, so basically, you have, like, a math block once you enter the college. And in the math block, you take, like, math methods, like, how to teach math, and then you take, like, a math class that's, like, what they're learning, like, kind of more, like, curriculum, and, like, how to teach that, and, like, make it, like, make sense to kids because like that's like the biggest thing is like I can explain to you what like six times four is but what like how do you explain that to like a kid um mm-hmm. so you like learn like that kind of stuff and then you have a practicum where you like apply that oh, okay and then you have like a lip block where you do the same thing but like with English and reading and okay so that makes sense that's actually like really helpful I bet well yeah um sometimes it can like it doesn't overlap over well overlap very well um so like that's kind of frustrating because like you'll be learning about like all these standards like, you know, during class and <laughs> that's there, there's a protest going on yeah, outside. Wow, so, okay. Um, 
so you, you'll be like learning about like different standards and like different like having like this huge template for like a lesson plan and then you'll try to work with it with your CT and they'll just be like I don't know what this is like I haven't seen this before so sometimes it can be kind of like confusing um but like I've just learned a lot like when it comes to like, classroom management and stuff and my like methods classes that I like take on in my practicum classrooms like that's like the biggest like yeah. thing that you gain really from practicum and like these classes and so um we were talking earlier how you've gone to a couple different schools at this point mm-hmm. last year you were at two different schools right? so my first practicum was when i was a sophomore and that's when i was at everett and so i did kindergarten and i really didn't think i would like it like when i went into the education field i was like i'm gonna do fourth and fifth grade like i want the older kids like i like their curriculum but little did I really know that. Um, and they're all like really t- much taller than me. So it's like kind of intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did kindergarten. I really, really liked them. And then I did my second one at Pirtle. And I absolutely loved that school. And I did second grade. And I like loved that age group like absolutely the most. Like they're, what they're learning is so interesting. Like they still have like a drive and they're so eager to still learn, which is like something that I really like about the younger kids, you know, because they, like, want to learn. They're like, oh, wow, this is, like, so interesting and cool. Like, I never knew this and stuff. Where, like, you start getting older and they're like, wow, I've been doing this, like, all these days. Like, I'm so over school and, like, I hate my teachers. And it's like, okay. Yeah, like, I'm in, four, I'm in fourth grade. I've been here for four years. Yeah, yeah, I know everything. I don't need a teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I'm doing third grade. And it really is just, like, night and day between, like, second and third grade. Like, how their personalities are, like how they act in the classroom, like, how much more independent they are, like, how much better they understand, like, directions and instructions and expectations and stuff. So, like, it's quite a change, really, and you wouldn't really think that between second and third because you just kind of, like, put them together almost, but it's so, so, so different. And so when you go in, is is it very nerve-wracking going in there your first few Uh times? I bet it starts to get easier as you go on. Yeah, like, my first practicum I did at Everett, I was just super nervous because it is like a lower income school and stuff. And so I grew up in like a very white suburban area. Like I was not introduced to culture, like any racial, ethnical differences whatsoever. And so like going there, I was definitely nervous and stuff. Um, But honestly, it was like the most eye opening experience of my life. And like, I think I learned the most about like culture and classroom and how important it is to like introduce like our students to like the world around us. Especially, like, considering I got that shipped away from me, like, going to, like, a white school, basically. Um, so, I got, like, that was really awesome. But, like, yeah, nervous is for sure, like, the correct word. Like, going in, I just remember just, like, oh, my God. Like, I these students don't like me. Like, what if they make fun of me? Like, whatever. Like, you don't know what's ever going to come out of their mouths. Like, they're kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so, that was definitely, yeah. But, like, the second one, I was a little bit more into it but then you start actually like teaching lessons and having to develop them on your own and I would get like so jittery before them because I'm like what if I'm like really bad like I think I'm so great and like what if my CT just says all these bad things about me but like that's like not what they're there for and so you like learn that like right away yeah and so going in with the teaching your own lessons and writing your own lessons mm-hmm. you're, you're taught that you know kind of how to put a lesson together correct? yeah so like in your math like your first practicum you do um like the one before the college it's kind of like really on your own like you just kind of work more with your CT and you just like try to figure it out on your own um which is kind of a way that I like because in that way you're like still like not disrupting like the move like in the classroom by like bringing in your whole new lesson template and plan and stuff because you work more with your CT um but in your math block you get like this 
insane layout of like all these different things to follow it's like really like overwhelming um what they make you do for that and then like you show your CT and they're like what okay I guess we'll try to do this um <laughs> so that was definitely hard but then honestly like you just kind of do it as like making sure you're just like hitting these points and stuff and then you just kind of like just go on your own but like my first lesson I was so like because I'm being watched by like all these people and like even being like recorded and stuff and so I was like I gotta follow like my lesson plan exactly like so I get so nervous and stuff and then once you like get into it you're just like oh screw the lesson plan like I'm just gonna like go with it and yeah, see like, what the students are doing and mm-hmm. stuff because yeah no plan ever actually follows through yeah exactly yeah, I, I can't even imagine going into a classroom. I guess I have taught in a classroom before. Uh, it was some middle school in Lincoln. I took an Antarctica geology class here. <laughs> and me and my buddy Alex Rapp had to go to a middle school, teach about some lesson of Antarctica. Right. And I taught about the animals in Antarctica. And I asked the kids a few questions afterwards. They weren't really into my lesson at all, but they were asking more questions about just how college is. Mm-hmm. So I kind of noticed that kids don't have the best attention spans i mean mm-hmm. i don't either but everyone's kind of not well, yeah. so do you do you have to like how, how do you like, handle that yeah so i kind of talked about this before like the like the faster that you get into like teaching right away the more they'll view you as like a teacher rather than like a student or just like somebody in their classroom okay. so like probably like when you went in there like oh my god there's like this man in my room that's never been here before like who is he like i gotta know him like i don't care about these animals like who is this dude and so like for me like coming in like they were always like when's that girl coming like they never referred to me as like their teacher and stuff um and so once I started introducing myself and like getting like moderating the students like walking around like talking to them like working on things with them like they actually started like viewing me more as a teacher and rather than just like their buddy you know or some girl like in their classroom that they're like all like oh my god like miss Nat like check out this picture I drew and it's like dude like we're trying to do math like you know (laughs) like So it's, that's like the big battle too. And like when I first taught my first lesson, like in my second practicum at Pirtle, like that was something I was really nervous about, like not nailing down like the classroom management and stuff. And like them just being distracted by the fact that I'm a teacher or that there's like a camera in the room, like recording me and stuff. Um, But like, it's just like learning. It's all a learning experience. Like if, even if you do bad, like your first time, like that's still like something you can learn from. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to be a good experience. Oh yeah. Stuff you can take with you. Yeah. And like the schools, like all of them have had like practicum students. And so they're like used to us like being there and like, they're all there to help. And they invite you to like conferences, like with parents. So you can like see like what that's kind of like, like you're like, welcome to like stay after school and just like see what their like life is like after like the class is done. And just like, even like all the planning time that they have or like team meetings that they have. Um, yeah, they're, like, totally welcoming to all of that. So it's, like, really, like, good. Like, they're so, like, they want you to learn. They're going to yeah. be teaching, like, you're teaching, like, future kids there, you know? Yeah. Like, it's up to them to, like, show you, like, what works and what doesn't work and, like, stuff like that. So. That's super cool. Um, so keep going on here. What are you looking to do? Like, where's the next step, I guess, for teaching with you? You have one more year. Yeah. And so you're going to have another practicum next year. Mm-hmm. and then after that are you gonna try and what, what's what's the process like do you do you kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of like a apprentice or something like that with right. someplace or do you just mm-hmm. jump right in um okay so the practicums that they have at Lincoln are set up so that way you like are slowly getting more and more in the classroom so like I said like my second one I was there like one full day one half day like this day or this semester I'm there for two full days 
And then my final semester is like my big student teaching one where I'm there from Monday through Friday, eight to four all day at all the conferences for like a whole entire semester. So you're really getting more of a feel of like being the leader of like a classroom. And then so you get like a capstone and I'm not entirely sure if they're changing it or not, but kind of like what I've heard from like, like my past CTs, like they'll say that um, it's a kind of like a professional development thing that you put together. So from like your first few classes at UNL that you're like, you know, still learning and stuff. And like you get like evaluated by like your CTs and supervisors and stuff. So you can like use that as like a reference. Um, and then like at the end of it, like you kind of put it all together. And it's like, this is like my professional growth, like check me out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so like those evaluations by like your CT and supervisor are like so important because that's what so many like districts and like people who hire like look at because like that's what they base everything off of because it's like what you do like in like the UNL classes like, yeah it's important and like a lot of people can get those 4.0s or whatever but like having like being in good cahoots with like your teachers and stuff like your CT and supervisor like who actually like see you teaching and progressing and stuff like that's what really matters and so after all that it kind of depends on when you graduate so like if you're a December graduate I know a lot of students will um like apply and then there'll be like a sub for like the first or that second semester before they can start um teaching but you really just um you don't like have an apprenticeship like it's not like a second thing after like you apply you get a job and you start your classroom like right there and then like it's not because like they already like showed you like all these like slow ways of getting you involved in the classroom and then you had that huge student teaching where you're there all day every day like you know exactly like what it's gonna be like and so yeah, that's like as much preparation they can do for you. Yeah, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense because I didn't even think about how you've been doing it for two, three years at that point mm-hmm. before you're graduating. And so I could see making that next step is, is pretty simple, especially after you do that, that capstone where you're there for five days a week. Yeah, the whole... That capstone, you're practically like a TA at that point. Yeah, I, you're I literally just that. there. Like you were like the second teacher in the room all day, every day for a whole semester. So. And what's that like you know what's it like being in the room where you're not in charge but you're kind of there to help out yeah so my so kind of like my role that I feel like I play is to learn so I always tell like my students and my teacher when I'm introducing myself that like I'm really excited to be here and I'm so excited to learn from you like as the students like that's who I'm trying to learn from to see like what works so like already on my first day there like it's more of me just sitting around not sitting around but like like, just talking to these students and figuring out, like, what this teacher's doing is working and what she's not doing. Because, like, it's so important to get, like, every aspect. Because just, like, to know, like, what's working isn't always, like, the best. Like, you have to also know, like, kind of, like, what's also, like, not that great, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that way you don't do them in your classroom and stuff. Um, but then, like, I just kind of, like, just watch the classroom. I see how the schedule goes for the first few days. And then, like, the teacher and I kind of, like, co-teach. Then after, like, a first week or so, like, we just start, like, planning lessons together. Um, like, I'm already – I started on Wednesday for my third practicum, and I'm already teaching on Monday. So, like, I'm, like, prepping a lesson for that. Um, you get added to, like, team files and stuff, so you can kind of see, like, what other teachers are doing too. Um, yeah, you're really just, like, the co-teacher in there. That's what they make you feel like. Um, and then, like, once the students start feeling like you're a co-teacher, that's when, like – you really start looking like an authority member to them and not just one of them. Yeah, well, like kind of a friend. I, I mean, that's, I didn't even think about that, that you could ask the students maybe some questions on mm-hmm. what, what, what they would like to see different as a student, and right. you could then use that for yourself. It'd yeah. And definitely this, really helpful. Yeah, and this semester, it's really exciting because we're doing like a child case study, so like I get to work like one-on-one with a student 
in the classroom this semester um and since like this semester is like a lit block so it's like focused on like english and writing and reading stuff like that um i'm working like a student who he doesn't have an iep which is like a plan for him that maybe he has a learning disability or something like that that's when you're kind of qualified for iep so it's a student who doesn't have an iep but like kind of lacks a lot of skills when it comes to reading still um, so I'm like working with one of those students. So like you really get to build that relationship, which is like a huge step Definitely in like teaching and stuff because like without that relationship, especially with like students who come from like broken homes and stuff like That's something that I also like never really thought about when I went into teaching because like it just felt like where I went to school when I was in elementary school like everything was like perfect like, again I was like your typical like white suburban area like it didn't seem like anybody had problems like the classrooms always went so smooth and then like now like being exposed to, like, different parts of town and, like, whatever. I'm seeing that, like, it's not always, like, dandy and happy and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's students who actually have, like, real-life home issues and stuff at such a young age, and that really, like, hinders them And when it comes to learning because it's, like, like teach, like, I don't care about what's, what's going on in this classroom. Like, I'm homeless right now, yeah. you know? And so it's, like, being able to build a relationship with those students that's, like, really important that you don't think about because it's like they don't have like a great relationship with like their family half the time so it's like in order for them to be seen by their family like they do it by acting out and stuff so like you really have to like work with those kind of students too and like let them know like hey like I get it's hard at home like I understand but you are still held to a standard here and then like praising them when they actually understand and do well like Mm -hmm. more than other students yeah I feel like that'd be tough because I'm the kind of same way I I grew up in a suburban area that we, we just mm-hmm. didn't have those type of problems. We, If there was that kid who maybe was causing issues, they would just move him to a different part of the school or whatever, Yeah. and that would be done. And so I think it would be kind of challenging facing those new obstacles that you've never seen before right. and learning how to adapt to them because mm-hmm. they can teach you all they can in the classroom at UNL or wherever, but once you have to start experiencing those real-life mm-hmm. issues, it's a whole new game. Right, and that's why these practicum experiences are so important and, like, them literally the best thing that you can do like I strongly encourage like going to those practicums and like really taking things from them because there's like things like for example like equality and equity which is something that we learn about heavily in the school system and like how to like like which side to take and like how to do it and stuff and like you just don't think about those things and then when you're like in the classroom and like you're praising um Jill over here because she's got learning behavior and like you want her to like do better so you give her all these praises or you give her extra things like more computer time and you know and then there's a student in the classroom that's like well I do those things all the time without even being reminded like why am I not getting this extra time and it's like well shoot like (laughs) you you should be I I kind of forgot about that well yeah and it's like learning how to work with those students and teach those students what equity is in the classroom like some students like need more of that praise but like you can do it without it and like I know you can because I've seen you and letting them know that I still see you because like all kids ever want is to be noticed by their teachers Mm -hmm. for doing good so yeah I kind of feel like elementary education or I guess education for that matter at UNL is one of the better majors for getting more first-hand experience Mm -hmm. maybe agriculture because they obviously have to have other parts of their business or their academics in the classroom but i feel like you guys get so many opportunities like Mm -hmm. it's pretty much an internship 
It literally that, is. That the school gives you. Well, yeah, because I feel like a lot of majors, they have, like, the students and majors, like, you, for example, might have to, like, go out and find all these internships to, like, even get, like, those recommendations to get a job. But, like, me, like, this is my recommendation and that UNL supplies us. Yeah, and so for us, yeah, that's actually very true. So for us, a lot of broadcasting will look for ones during the, the summer. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that there's so many people fighting for that. Mm-hmm. And there's just not that many spots. And so we build our portfolios through making videos or, or projects like this, the podcast. Right. And your guys' portfolio is doing hands-on experience, which is really cool in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked earlier, I kind of asked you before the show started, about if you're going to try and get involved in after-school care, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you said it was kind of difficult. Do you want to kind of go into that? Yeah, yeah. So it's like while UNL's like, teaching program is like super great and some people can really get around and still get like jobs like in after school programs or like nannying stuff um and they i mean i think they're kind of lucky but like it's literally for me it seems as if it's impossible like i'm in class like on monday and wednesday like i go to my practicum from literally 7 30 in the morning to 3 30 and like most after school programs like you need to be there by three and so like that's not like doable for me there and then like you have like your methods classes so that you have to take so for like right now like it's on Tuesday and Thursday and then you have all these other classes like I have to take math classes on how to teach kids math still like because math is such a core subject and so important apparently um so I'm taking all these math classes and then I have to take like these sped classes in the evening and so there's just like it's so hard to find opportunities but I know at when I was at Pirtle last semester, like, they presented me, like, with a volunteer where I can work with, like, intervention students and stuff. So, like, students who might struggle with, like, reading or writing um, or spelling and stuff like that. Um, I can, like, work with those students and kind of, like, in the afternoons and stuff. Um, It's just, like, hard to want to do that because it's, like, literally, like, from 12 to 3, that's, like, my only free time until the weekend on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, it's, like... And it's also trying to, like, you, you want a job during the semester as well and balancing everything. It's exactly. just tough. Yeah, because I have a job. It's not the best job, but it's a job. Delivering um, pizzas, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good young. teacher job. Shout out. <laughs> Get that 40% off. <laughs> um, no, it's just so you'd have – then you have to balance that on top of everything. But, like, I try to find, like, volunteer stuff. Um, I have, like, a lot of family members at home that supply me with babysitting opportunities. Um, just stuff like that, that I try to like get involved and still stay in touch. And like, I have a pretty good background built up from like high school with like working at daycares and nannying and stuff. So it's like, I mean, utilize your summers and stuff. Cause that's like the best, like that's the biggest opportunity you're going to have once you're not in school Yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, kind of going off that, I kind of want to go back to a little more about the UNL classes here. Mm-hmm. So for your freshman year, it's probably just more just like elective type classes you yeah, take. Yeah, well, basic. especially for me because I like, I originally wasn't teaching, so I took like a lot of just like elective classes. Yeah, that's how I did, and they kind of like transfer over, and mm-hmm. then after that you're taking the practicum, but you're still here on a couple days a week. Correct. Yeah, so like your first practicum, um, mine was Tuesday and Thursday, just half day each day, so like really minimal, like six hours a week, so you have like plenty of time for everything. And and like you're still, but like what are the classes like at UNL when you're taking? Like, when you're in the teacher's college? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the whole math block thing that I kind of have been talking about a lot, um, you take, like, a math method, so it's, like, oh, like, these are some standards, like, this is what they learn at each grade, like, this is the curriculum, like, this is how you plan lessons in math and stuff, and then you have, like, a math class where it's, like, all right, again, this is the curriculum, like, this is exactly what they're learning, how do we teach the kids this, how do we make sense of this, and then we have these technology classes, which... 
unfortunately I do not like because I don't think that they do justice especially considering that like technology is such like a like not a static feel like it's always going to be changing it's always going to be improving it's always going to be in classrooms now and so it's so important that we learn like technology in classrooms and they don't really in my opinion teach it that best or like give you so what what are the technology classes like what what's it's kind of showing you how to use computers for school no it's not even that it's like the least hands-on thing like you literally read articles on articles on articles about how technology is in classroom and is it good or is it bad and that's Mm. like what it is like i don't know i talked to my roommate because she's a secondary education major and she also has to take like technology classes wait so wait hold on what's secondary education secondaries so i'm l-ed so i and technically certified to teach kindergarten to sixth grade, and secondary is seventh to twelfth. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> sounds terrible. So that's a whole that's a whole other thing. That's where they get more like in like subjects. Like I'm gonna teach English and high yeah. school and stuff. Okay, um, sorry. Go ahead. But like, because she has to take technology classes, because obviously, like technology doesn't stop in just elementary school classrooms. Um, and so she takes a lot of the similar ones as I do, and we kind of talk, and we're like, why don't they make it more hands on? Like. For example, like at LPS, like a lot of their classrooms are like Google driven. So like they have like Google Classroom and Google Docs and all that stuff. And like there's like an option to get like Google certified. And it's like that would look great on a resume as well. And something like productive that you're actually doing in your technology class, like learning about the technology that's like in the classrooms right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't go over that. They just make you read articles about like why technology is in classroom or like is it important or like do you agree that technology should be in classrooms? Like does it hurt people that there's technology in classrooms? Like it's not like how to utilize technology in the best way in classrooms. Yeah, that's interesting because here at the broadcasting school, we can't, or journalism school, I guess I should say, we, we do the same thing, but we do a lot more hands-on, mm-hmm. obviously, because you have to learn equipment and stuff like that. Right. But I feel like we, we teach it a little bit differently, and mm-hmm. maybe teachers' college could take that into effect. I'm not sure. Yeah. So then, so you obviously take math classes and science classes and English classes. Mm-hmm. What what level of science classes do you have to go? Do you have to take calc? Well, no, no. So like the math classes that I'm taking isn't like I'm not taking stats to teach elementary school. Like that's not what I'm doing. Like I'm learning like, for example, in one of my classes, I'm learning like ratios. And yeah, like if I had like a three part mixture of pear juice and a two part mixture of apple juice, like how do I double that? Well, okay, you multiply by two. But yeah. so it's like super simple, something that I could easily explain to you sitting here right now. You're like, yeah, I know, dude. But like to a little kid it's like but like why do I do that or like what if I have five parts and not six parts and it's like so it's like stuff like that. so okay so yeah so you're kind of learning stuff where it's simple for us but you're kind of learning on ways you can teach right because it. it's like so easy to explain it to someone who already knows but like when you think about like why like how come when I add I can carry or when I or well subtract I can borrow a one mm-hmm. like why can you do that because you just know like you grew up like doing that yeah, I've been Same. doing it for 12, 13 and, like, years. do you know yeah. why you do that? Like, you know why know. it mathematically works? Exactly. So you, like, learn things like that because those are, like, very valuable questions. And, like, we – I felt like – so when we went to elementary school, I felt like you don't learn that thing. It's like you learn this is how it's done. Don't ask questions. Like, this is how the standard algorithm is done. Like, when you add. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff and you, like, carry the one or whatever. So, like, these kids, like, ask you why? Well, you're supposed to now teach them why it works, not just teach them that this is what how you do it. It's oh, okay. Yeah. This is how you do it because this is why it works. Yeah, I feel like when I was in elementary school, it was just, this is what it is. This, exactly. We're moving so, on. And, we're, and I remember we, we would do, like, flashcards where you could try and do the most in, like, the mm-hmm. short amount of time. Yeah. That's what, they, yeah, they still have that. 
but when it like when I was in second grade, like we were doing like two digit to add in addition. And so you had to show them using like those little blocks, you know, like mm-hmm. little yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, like how to like why you're bringing this 10 up here and stuff like why you have this extra 10 and not just a one like what that one means and stuff so and I bet it's a lot different now I mean when we were in elementary school it was kind of the beginning of the technology mm-hmm. shift yeah you had like those like weird overheads that like shook and like projected all those heat yeah and you had to like wipe should have to like wipe <laughs> yeah. it off and so yeah. now they probably use smart boards and all that well I haven't actually been in the classroom that's had a smart board like I when I went through middle school and high school we had smart boards in my classrooms but here they don't they just have like an elmo if you know what i'm talking about it's no. kind of like an overhead but it's like more like like simple looking it's literally like a stick oh, okay. it's not like a huge like mod on the bottom of it that's like shaking and producing heat like it's like yeah. a little camera and a stick um that they use and like it works well and like a lot of them have like apple tv and they have like chromebooks every student in lps has like a chromebook um so you have to like learn how to like use that and then like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, it's different. I, I came in, I honestly came in fathom it, honestly. It's, it's wild, I, I, I remember, I remember we had like the really old MacBooks, mm-hmm. the desktop ones. And those were cool. And we learned like little typing games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that was really the extent of our technology in elementary yeah, school. Exactly. That's literally what it was. And even like in computer classes in middle school, like it was literally how to type. And now they have like coding classes and like way more like unique things that you can do because there is so many crazy things you can do with technology. So it's like so important that we actually learn what we can do. Yeah, and, and I bet once you start getting a job, anyways, you'll have to you'll have to keep keep like learning keep more and more. It. Yeah, and I mean, that's like brings us like another thing where it's like while we have all this technology and how kids are learning how to use technology now at an early age, now we have to start teaching them like safety with technology because it can be so dangerous and like so easy to like manipulate and stuff and so like having to teach students now while they're young before they get to high school and start like experimenting on things they shouldn't be or like cyberbullying and all that stuff like it's important to get them while they're young and let them know like yeah like this isn't great or this is a great password to use that's not like your dog's name like you know so yeah well um elementary education I mean that it seems really more complex than i ever thought it ever would be honestly yeah (laughs) uh but i think that honestly how they have it set up is the best way no it's beautiful i would just change like the technology classes yeah obviously maybe update those a little bit yeah update them not like take them out by any means but no unl has it pretty good i think um and we have a very good teacher college i've yeah like ranked yeah i think so too I mean, I haven't, like, looked into it, but from, like, my experience, like, I've learned so much, and, like, they really give you, like, opportunities to, like, take what you're learning in, like, your classroom and put it into your practicum and actually see it, like, unfold and stuff, so. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. It was pretty cool (laughs) learning about elementary education. Again, that was Natalie, and you've been listening to The Andrew Skiles Show. Tune in next week when we talk with Sam.